what was our plan for this Sunday? What were we to do this Sunday? Did you all hear what Evan said? Council meeting. How many of you all thought about that this morning? As we were pondering some of the questions about how to address the timing and so forth, um, <clears throat> that was one thing that crossed my mind was, well, if we have to postpone or cancel or whatever council meeting communion, what will be the impact of it? And I trust that hasn't lost your thought process as far as that concept of examining oneself before God. So I just leave that with you this morning. And um, in light of our time frame, I invite you to, to Matthew chapter 5. We have here a very foundational passage. It's been referred to as the Magna Carta of the Gospel. Um, I thought to share just a passage of verses from this and then maybe some from... Uh, in reflection on my earlier comments regarding council meeting, passage from Psalms. Just a reminder that for the people of God, those who are serious in the daily and ongoing walk and commitment, dependence upon God, these verses here in, in the Sermon on the Mount are verses that change men's lives as they are brought to bear and to put to practice in our lives. So let's read. I'll read, begin reading in chapter 5, verse 1. And seeing the multitudes, he went up into a mountain, and when he was set, his disciples came unto him. And he opened his mouth and taught them, saying, Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. I would just note here in that verse, it says, for theirs, there is ownership as a part of the kingdom for those that are poor in spirit. And we see in a world today such a need for all of us to be of a broken and contrite, <clears throat> broken in our spirits, contrite, contrition in our hearts to bear fruit for the kingdom. Continuing in verse 4. Blessed are they that mourn, for they shall be comforted. Blessed are the meek, for they shall inherit the earth. Blessed are they which do hunger and thirst after righteousness, for they shall be filled. Blessed are the merciful, for they shall obtain mercy. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they shall be called the children of God. Blessed are they which are persecuted for righteousness' sake, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are ye when men shall revile you and persecute you, and shall say all manner of evil against you falsely for my sake. Rejoice and be exceeding glad, for great is your reward in heaven. For so persecuted they the prophets which were before you. Ye are the salt of the earth, but if the salt have lost his savor, wherewith shall it be salted? 
It is thenceforth good for nothing but to be cast out and to be trodden under foot of men. Ye are the light of the world. A city that is set on a hill cannot be hid. Neither do men light a candle and put it under a bushel, but on a candlestick, and it giveth light unto all that are in the house. Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father which is in heaven. Think not that I am come to destroy the law or the prophets. I am not come to destroy, but to fulfill. For verily I say unto you, till heaven and earth pass, one jot or one tittle shall in no wise pass from the law till all be fulfilled. Whosoever therefore shall break one of these least commandments and shall teach men so, he shall be called the least in the kingdom of heaven. But whosoever shall do and teach them, the same shall be called great in the kingdom of heaven. For I say unto you, that except your righteousness shall exceed the righteousness of the scribes and Pharisees, ye shall in no case enter into this kingdom of heaven. Ye have heard that it, hath, that it was said by them of old time, Thou shalt not kill, and whosoever shall kill shall be in danger of the judgment. But I say unto you, that whosoever is angry with his brother without a cause shall be in danger of the judgment, and whosoever shall say to his brother, Raka, shall be in danger of the council, but whosoever shall say, Thou fool, shall be in danger of hell fire. Therefore, if thou bring thy gift to the altar, therefore, if thou bring thy gift to the altar, and there rememberest that thy brother hath ought against thee, Leave there thy gift before the altar, and go thy way. First be reconciled to thy brother, and then come and offer thy gift. Agree with thine adversary quickly while thou art in the way with him, lest at any time the adversary deliver thee to the judge, and the judge deliver thee to the officer, and thou be cast into prison. Verily I say unto thee, Thou shalt by no means come out thence till thou hast paid the uttermost farthing. I think I'll stop reading there at that point and just back up and reflect just briefly. The importance, the deep importance of the Beatitudes, the concepts of the grace of God, His divine influence in the hearts and lives of His people to be the salt of the earth, the light of the world, the purposes that God has for us in, in this life as a result from that. <clears throat> One of the challenges that we face uh, in reflecting on applying these things in our lives remind us of the need to remember not only at council meeting but in daily life and in, in life and duty to critique by God's power, by His grace, by His Spirit, ourselves. And um, the many times when we come short and we fail, and we need to acknowledge that to, to God, to those involved. And I had to think of the familiar verses from Psalm 139. And I want to share some verses from this. And um, I think after that I'm going to call for another song. If you'd prepare for another song after this passage. 
O Lord, thou hast searched me and known me. Thou knowest my downsetting and mine uprising. Thou understandest my thought afar off. Thou compassest my path and my lying down, and art acquainted with all my ways. For there is not a word in my tongue, but lo, O Lord, thou knowest it altogether. Thou hast beset me behind and before, and laid thine hand upon me. Such knowledge is too wonderful for me. It is high. I cannot attain unto it. Whither shall I go from thy spirit, or whither shall I flee from thy presence? If I ascend up into heaven, thou art there. If I make my bed in hell, thou art, behold, thou art there. If I take the wings of the morning and dwell in the uttermost parts of the sea, even there shall thy hand lead me, and thy right hand shall hold me. If I say, Surely the darkness shall cover me, even the night shall be light about me. Yea, the darkness hideth not from thee, but the night shineth as the day. The darkness and the light are both alike to thee. For thou hast possessed my reins, thou hast covered me in my mother's womb. I will praise thee, for I, have, I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Marvelous are thy works, and that my soul knoweth right well. My substance was not hid from thee when I was made in, this, in secret and curiously wrought in the lowest parts of the earth. Thine eyes did see my substance yet being unperfect. And in thy book be, all my members were written, which in continuance were fashioned, when as yet there was none of them. How precious also are thy thoughts unto me, O God! How great is the sum of them! If I should count them, they are more in number than the sand. When I awake, I am still with thee. Surely thou wilt slay the wicked, O God! Depart from me, therefore, ye bloody men, for they speak against thee wickedly, and thine enemies take thy name in vain. Do not I hate them, O Lord, that hate thee? And am I not grieved with those that rise up against thee? I hate them with a perfect hatred. I count them mine enemies. Search me, O God, and know my heart. Try me, and know my thoughts. And see if there be any wicked way in me, and lead me in the way everlasting. As I was reading this again here, it just stood out to me the fact that God knows the words that are in our tongue. You know, sometimes we think, well, we need to, to not say something wrong. It's the wrong place. But God even knows the thought that was there prepared to say something out of place. He knows that detail of our struggle, of our weakness, of our frailty, of our sin. And we can say, well, that's scary to have such a uh, God that watches over us and knows all that. But on the, on the flip side, there is a great blessing. There's a great comfort in knowing that He knows us so intimately. He knows our every need. In verse 12 it says, Yea, the darkness hideth not from thee, but the night shineth as the day. The darkness and the light are both alike to thee. He doesn't need light to see. He knows our every need. May we allow him to search us, guide us, as the psalmist wrote there in the latter verses. And see if there be any wicked way in me and lead me in the way everlasting. Let us have a song at this time.